The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. This is an NYY Sports Talk podcast presented to you by Baseballism, a premium lifestyle apparel brand inspired by America's pastime. Baseballism is America's brand. Now batting for the New York Yankees, the shortstop, number two. Welcome back. This is episode 116 of the NYYST podcast presented to you by Baseballism.com. I am your host, Christian. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. You. And Stack Guy Rye. What up? Waterlogged Sunday evening here. The uh, The game was called probably about an hour ago. The Yankees win a rain-shortened game against the Minnesota Twins 4-1. to one. The Yankees win the series two games to one. Go uh, figure. Uh, not really a surprise, even though the Twins came into the series with the best record in the American League. Did they leave the series with it? Uh, I think the Rays might have caught them. But... But... Yeah, uh, Saturday's game actually snapped an eight-game losing streak that the Twins had in the Bronx. They have not won a series in the Bronx since 2014. That's crazy. So the Minnesota, the Minnesota Twins Minnesota. continue Minnesota. to struggle at Yankee Stadium. So uh, the, the tonic that cures the Yankee Ales always... Can, prevails prevails and continues to be the Minnesota Twins. I was out at the stadium today, Sunday afternoon. Uh, you know, you got the word. I forget when they announced it was probably during the game uh, Saturday that because the forecast just looked just looked terrible all weekend long for Sunday. Initially, you looked at it and said, oh, you know, light rain, you know, maybe around two o'clock. And you're like, oh, yeah, they'll play through that. And all of a sudden they're like. Nope. Like we're just gonna flat out say the game starts at four Correct o'clock. Me if I'm wrong, but isn't it very rare for the Yankees to do that? What start a game at a different time? No, no, no. Like make that call so early on during the other during the game that's going on, or it was actually, maybe it was right after. It was a great move on their part because they would have never they would have had a three hour rain delay. We all know that the weather was terrible. Oh yeah, today. I was shocked they even got that many innings in without a delay. So they announced at four o'clock and I'm on my phone all morning, all morning. Cause I'm waiting. I'm just waiting for them to say, Oh, we're not playing today. Cause the weather was terrible. It was awful. I took the I miserable. Took, I took my dog out at seven o'clock. It's porn. Took the dog out at eight 30. It's porn. I stuck my head out the window to see if it was raining at 10 o'clock. It's porn. I go to get a haircut at noon. It's porn. It's, it's porn. And mm-hmm. it's, and 
the, what I didn't want to happen is I went to the game with my cousin who lives in West Milford, which is about 45 minutes from where we live. I didn't want him to come all the way down here and then just to go back up to his house. So I'm like every second I'm checking, I'm checking it. And then it was, uh, I don't know, maybe around one thirty, two o'clock and the, you know, the Yankees have released an official uh, statement saying we have checked with major league baseball and we will continue to open the gates up at two thirty as presently scheduled. Did it rain during the game? It, it was, uh, it was, like, a, how was it being there? Shitty. It wasn't a, it wasn't a great experience. It wasn't, it wasn't at, it wasn't terrible until I'd say around the sixth. How old your cousin's kid? 11. How was it being with an 11 year old during that kind of weather? Oh, yeah, I didn't even know she was there. She was really, she was great. She was just happy to be there. Did you get a baseball bat? She did, which I was very happy for because we got there late. I was trying to. Is it a wooden bat? Oh, it was a, it's a, it's nice a legit bat. bat. It's a 30 inch Brian bat. Brian Hoke actually tweeted a picture of all the, the nice bats. Bat. It's 30. a little light, but it's, it's long. It's you nice. could barrel one up though on there. Huh? You could barrel one, get a nice swing. Uh, I think if you really, if you connected it with shatter and half, right. but yes. it's a nice bat for a display piece. Display piece. So anyway, <clears throat> I, f- I was happy that because this was her first game and I was happy that she was able to get a bat because we got there late. It was probably like, 20 to four when we got there, which I never usually get there late, especially on a giveaway day. Never. But I was trying to cut down the amount of time between game and sitting around because of the weather. And then we hit a bunch of traffic going into New York today. So I was like, I was like, I I really hope we get a bat, you know? And then, you know, we got there fast track entrance, Yankee universe membership. Uh, Boom. Right in. And then there was plenty of bats. I felt good. You know, Marina got a bat. Real happy for her, right? Then I see some dickhead walking around with four bats in a in a gym bag with no kids with them. Unreal. Like, how do you get a bat? How do you get four bats? Look, can I just ask you a question? Yeah, what's that? Do you have to go through the regular protocol of, and I'm not just talking to you, I'm talking in general. Like, they make you take your hat off, your cell phone out of your pocket. You go through the metal detector. Yes, and then they give you and a then baseball. And they hand you a, a wooden baseball yes, bat. Yes, then they hand you a baseball bat. It's like, what's that movie where one, The Surge? It's like they frisk you down, but then they're just like, okay, here you go. Well, I think their rationale the is that they're giving the, the purge. <laughs> they're the giving a baseball bat to a child, so they're not anticipating right. any violence. But oh, like, yeah. Is there a bunch yeah, of uh, you got a guy 10 year old? But a t- bunch of 10 year old kids walking around without parents. Did you try doing that trick where you hide it in the trunk and hope they forget? Or no, what? because I didn't want to do that to her. She was really excited to get the yeah. bats. So. And she was good. If she was and, misbehaved. And she was, and she was right. really good. She, w- I'm, I told her that even uh, I would take her to a game when the uh, weather got nicer so she could really enjoy it because they have a mighty Quinns at Yankee Stadium and she was house. She house. I didn't that. know they had them. Oh, yeah, I did. They I love that. mighty Quinns. Oh, it's yeah. so good. You like barbecue? It's so yeah. good, you, man. But you don't eat meat, you said. Yeah, sometimes I'll eat Or you would have to make an exception for Yeah, all right, I will. There's one on Route 3, but you know where Zimburger is? Yeah. Yeah, we, it's we, really we, we would have yeah. to go. And I'm not a big there. barbecue fan. I like barbecue. This episode is brought to you by Mighty Quinn's. Like a pulled pork sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she wanted ribs. She housed a half rack of ribs. Hell yeah. Like, I love her. So here's the funny thing, right? And somebody listening can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe last year... There's a there's a shop down on the main level of Yankee Stadium where you can buy a mystery baseball and it's signed by a player. Now you pay fifty bucks 
And it's it's completely random. Like they had a whole list of players that you could get it get. They're a probably all Greg Bird balls. No, well, here's the thing. Last year it was you know you could get a Derek Jeter ball, a Mariano. Rivera oh, it could ball. be even retired players. Yeah, right. Or like there was like uh, an Aaron Guile ball in there. Like, oh, was like yeah. So you could be paying fifty bucks for. A Channel Park ball. It's completely random, but it was current players mixed in with past players, stars mixed in with bums, right? And my cousin was like, he's like, you know what? That would be pretty cool. 50 bucks. I'll get her a ball to go along with the bat, you right. know, right? But then when his wife went down, first of all, my wife and his wife disappeared for like four innings. I yeah, no they idea. were probably drinking wine. And oh, they did they drink. Had the, oh, yeah. Huh. I saw the pictures. Yeah. What, what, do you blame them? They're drinking wine. They're drinking wine. Do you blame them? That's cool. What with the weather? Red, you gotta you gotta wine. find a way to yeah. have some, some fun. Pinot at that point. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that I spent money on the tickets for them to disappear. So they got this autograph. You got no, no. no well, here's right. Here's here's the thing. They changed in, unless uh, I had the price mistaken, but they definitely changed who was available to you. Now it's for a hundred bucks. You got a ball. What? You got a ball signed from a member of the 2018 Yankees. But here's the issue. Sonny Gray. Oh, boy. Was listed as one of the players you could AJ get a ball Cole. from. And my and credit to both my wife and my cousin's wife, they did not want to spend $100 to get the chance of getting a stupid guy baseball. <laughs> this is like, this is pretty bad. Like, how do they even sell any of these? Well, that's what it was. My cousin was like, he said, listen... For a hundred bucks, if I don't get an Aaron Judge ball, I don't get a John Carlson ball. You know, I'll take the risk. Whatever he goes, I will. Ne- I wouldn't. I would. He said I wouldn't even pay five bucks to, to for the chance to get an Aaron Judge ball, knowing I could get a Sunny Gray baseball. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I know your cousin is a Yankee fan, but he's not like someone who even follows the team that closely, right? I would say he's probably. But he knows how shitty Sonny Gray is. Uh, yeah, he does because him and I both have the same hatred for Sonny Gray for the same reason. The day we went to bury our grandmother, he's sitting there laughing on the when he's getting uh, shelled by the Baltimore right. Orioles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can so, I ask you a question? Because okay. you're a collector. Okay, you well, love collectible yeah, shit. I'm not a big autograph guy, even if they're signing the autograph for me right in front of me. I'm more of like a picture guy. Like if I could take a picture with the player, that's pretty cool. I, even if I got an Aaron judge ball for a hundred dollars, I would still be like, why did I just pay for this autograph? A hundred dollars. I probably but, wouldn't for a hundred dollars. Like, all right. Even 50 though. For $50. I would do it. I would why think, though? Isn't it, I would just think it would be cool to have in my collection for 50 bucks to have Aaron judges autograph on a I baseball. Guess. But wouldn't it, doesn't it take away for you like that he didn't sign it for you? Isn't that the whole point of it? Well, I have a Derek Jeter autograph. So do I. Hanging in my man cave. He didn't sign that for me. I still display it proudly. It's still, how many people have something like that? Yeah, but you're getting it for the fact that you can hang it up and stuff. You're not getting it like, oh my God, I just got Derek Jeter's autograph. So what's the difference? I just, to have it on a baseball to me, it's I would just, I would display it with all my other stuff. Oh uh, wow, you met Aaron Judge and he signed an autograph. Nah, I paid for it. So people pay for autographs all the time. I understand. Flexible. It's just not for me. 
I'm just not that guy. You don't think I'd pay 50 bucks for Aaron Judge's autograph? I got a baseball with Chad Green's name on it. In uh, for me, the whole the whole lore of of getting an he autograph. Struck out Tim Tebow the, the other day. Oh, did he? Yeah, Chad Green. Tebus. Tim Tebus. Speaking of the Mets, we should talk about that real quick. But uh, for me, the whole thing of an autograph is that they're signing it for you right there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, I wouldn't pay okay. exorbitant right. money yeah, to get an autograph, but if somebody said, okay. "Hey, here's an," I can guarantee you this is an authentic Aaron Judge uh-huh. autograph on this okay, baseball, okay. and it's fifty bucks. I don't know. Right. Yeah, bucks. but fifty bucks. Here's it. here's my thing. Okay. okay I'm now, not, when uh, when you mix uh, that mentality that I have with the fact that it could be Sunny Gray, yeah, no, they, no, they then forget everyone it. but Sunny Gray. They should cross him off the list, but. And I told my cousin, I go, you know what you're paying. I bet you all the balls are Sunny Gray balls. All of them. Most of them. 90% of them. 90% Sunny Gray. Definitely. You got 10 I, people walking out. Like, I'm trying to compare it to something that, like, the odds, when it's like, there's a small odd that, odds that you can get someone great, but most likely you're going to get the shitty one. There's like a thing you can gamble on or or whatever. And I can't think of what I want to compare it to. But that's what I want to compare it to. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to compare it to, but that's that's exactly what it that's is. That's it. Anyway, it speaking of Tim Tebow and the New York Mets, you know they lost that game last night? Yeah, I did. Did you catch any of that? Uh-uh. 18 innings. 18, no way. 18 innings they lost. Is that the Brewers? That yeah. The Lonzo I, tie the game in the ninth, I, honestly, the ninth inning? Yeah. Don't you feel like the Mets every year have this one like this one game that just never ends? I remember the one year they what they played twenty something innings against, against the, Cardinals. the Cardinals. It was like twenty two innings. I mean, if you're gonna yeah, play you're that right. long, you gotta win. I mean, you you're basically have, playing. It, you're it basically reminded playing me a doubleheader. It off. reminded me of when the Yankees played the Cubs a couple of years ago, mm. and the whole time I'm watching, it's like three in the morning, and I'm like, they better win this game. Oh yeah, I fell asleep. They won. They, right? they Chapman yeah. blew yeah. that game in the yeah. ninth. Yep, yeah. that was during the stretch when the Yankee bullpen, Batances was miserable. He couldn't throw strikes. He wasn't getting hit. He just couldn't throw strikes. Every game, it felt like the Yankees had a 4-1 lead, 3-1 lead in the eighth, and that they blew it ago? every night. That was in 2017. It was, yeah, actually, it was a couple years ago. It actually showed the highlight of Gardner hitting the home run in the ninth inning today at the game because I think it, it was on May 5th also. That was a big statement series for the Yankees. That was right around that was right around the that was right around the all-star break. No, it was in no, May. No, it was earlier, yeah. It was early in the year. It was in May. That's why they oh, showed yeah. it today. No, no, I meant when the Yankees went through that stretch, their bullpen where they couldn't hold a lead. Well, we were just talking about a game in May against the Cubs. Yeah, what are you talking about, Brett? Yeah, you're lost again. Oh, that oh, that game in particular. Yeah, but that wasn't the game uh, that Gardner okay, hit that home run. Caller. That was a day game. Next caller. It's a different game, but oh, the same series. Geez. Correct. All right. Well, bless God you. bless you. Bless Jesus. You. All right, you. anyway. I don't say God bless you to oh, him. Yeah. I did it twice tonight. Some brother. I know, right? He so was out of his way to not. Wish I pulled the plug on the game and after the seventh inning because it was starting to get miserable out there, some like really fan. super miserable out there. Yeah, some nah, fan. Yeah, I, I honestly, you wouldn't even have went today. No, you would have disappointed that little girl. Absolutely. Yeah, she would have hated me for the rest of her life. We get in the car and then all of a sudden I hear. Uh, John going, oh, here comes a role as Chapman. I'm like, what the hell just happened? Why is a role as Chapman in the game? Because we were, Adam Adovino was coming in, and all of a sudden now, it, you know, I know I didn't walk to the uh, to the car. And, what did he just mess up? Who Adovino? I don't know what happened because we were walking to the car. Chapman but ended up, he pitched. He did. He uh, did one batter. No? Adovino. Uh, a nice strikeout. Uh, 
Second and he left with second and third or first and second. Runner and, and third. No, there was two runners on. No, there wasn't. I think so. Oh, when he left, not when the game was delayed. No, when Adovino was pulled, yes, there, was there was two, was runners, two runners on. on. Yeah, so I don't know, but uh, this, I guess what you could say is the uh, the big story coming out of the game today is uh, Luis. I mean, Domingo Herman, the ace of the New York Yankees. Listen, we could sit here and laugh, and and it is comical if you really want to think about it, but. This guy has not just been the best pitcher for the Yankees. He's been one of the best pitchers in the entire league. If I told you I, on May 5th. Boone was asked this question, what you're about to ask me. No, listen, if I told you on May 5th, and this is Luis Severino's healthy, right? Let's say he's healthy. And I told you on May 5th, he was 6-1 and one with a 2.35 ERA and his whip was 0.89. Would you be happy with that? Can you tell me uh, what his batting average against would be? What is his batting? I don't know what it is on top. I believe of it's 155. 158. 158. All right. So those are his numbers. That's Luis Severino. Would you be happy with that? If it was oh, yeah. Luis Severino. Yeah. <laughs> Kidding me? All right. I'd be like, so, oh, he's having the season that we need him to have. And this is... Domingo Herman, we've looked at, we've been looking for, and we'll talk about this in a, in a, in a minute. That uh, James Paxton's on the injured list now. You know, it's like one comes back, well, yeah. it's like another one goes. Just one of those years. Uh, we were looking for the guy to step up and replace Luis Severino. And we're saying, is it Paxton? Is it Tanaka? Who is it? It's Domingo Herman. He stepped up, he stepped in this rotation, and he's given you a stat line that you would expect out of Luis Severino. So he's come in here and done what you would want out of Luis Severino, who, by the way, Brian Cashman was on MLB radio today and said that uh, you will not see Luis Severino before the All-Star break this year. Pretty sure uh, I said that. When he asked me, I said, no, I, we'll see him after that. So if we're lucky, if we're lucky. So we'll get into what that means about Luis Severino in a minute. But you got to tip your cap to Domingo Herman. We seen this out of him, though, in his career, especially last year, where you seen these flashes of a guy with devastating stuff. But then for whatever reason, he'd have that one inning where it would just completely fall apart, where he couldn't find the plate, where he would get smacked around. It's and then his it, walk totals, you know? Yeah. But look at that. After that first start, his walk totals have been in check. He's had, after his first start on April 1st, he walked five guys. And you said, and, but then look at that, two zero zero one one, And then what did he walk today? He walked three today. All right, which is a little high, but I'll give him a, I'll give him a little bit of a pass due to the weather, probably right. six and two thirds. He pitched yeah. really well today. This guy is five two. out of his what seven starts. He's given up two or two or well, less he only runs. Had six starts because the right. one one time he came in and he piggybacked. Oh, CC, right. and he that was the filthiest he looked all years yeah. when he was when he was able to come in and just air it all out. Uh, well, we talked about how devastating he could be out of the bullpen, but if he's going to pitch like this, man, he's not a bullpen guy. His worst start this year was that Kansas City start, and he gave up three runs over six mm-hmm. innings, which I think you would you'd still take that every time Domingo Herman takes the mound. Oh, and then really? His last start, he was great. Until really, the last San minute. Francisco was his worst. Yeah. That oh, was yeah. Did he six and four? 
scoring runs. Yeah, he had that one again. That because was, against Kansas City, that's still a quality start. That is okay. So, but he won that game. That's why. And again, you know, you want to know why I didn't really, I didn't lump San Francisco in there. The Yankees had a big lead in that game, and I think Boone let him it's go. A big a difference. Right. Yeah. Boone let him go a little longer than he probably would have if they didn't have that lead. It's he was just difference. trying to squeeze in another couple of outs out of him because I think he pitched that was on a Sunday, right? It seems like Domingo pitches on Domingo. Domingo. Yeah, that's the second time. Hey, that's part of why if you go back and look at the 1998 Yankees pitching staff, their ERAs aren't eye-opening. They're they're mediocre. I mean, they're good, but they're not dominating. They had a they had a dominant team where your pitching's a little different. You're looking to get a little more longevity than you are getting every single guy striking out and not making contact and he's given you length mostly i mean he has not outside of the first start of the year when he went five he's given you at least six innings in every one of his starts and a couple of his starts he's gotten into the seventh seventh. i mean so what i mean seriously one of the best pitchers in baseball no he i think he has the most wins in at least the american league yeah i think i heard that not that not that wins matter but they matter when you're actually earning them like some guys get a bunch of wins, but their ERA is uh, 4.5. This guy's earning his wins. He's going deep into games. He's not giving up runs. This guy's been really good, especially following another shit start from Jay Happ. I think you got to give Brian Cashman a lot of credit for not trading this guy. He saw something in him that I, a lot of us saw, but I think Cashman had faith that he would put it all together. And I think still, as great as he's been, if the Yankees had their their druthers this season, he'd be in AAA right now. Yeah. I And you know what? I was thinking about this driving the other day. I think I've, I think I got the Yankees mindset now. I think I, I think I figured it out. At least with the pitchers, if there's a guy pitchers. that the pitchers, if there's a guy that we're dying to see and the Yankees keep telling us that he's not ready and that he's going to stay in triple A and so on and so forth, they're trading him. They just don't want him to be exposed to the major leagues. If it's a so guy, unless you're Chance Adams and you just have no shot at ever. Well, they've tried to trade him. They've tried. You know, I don't even, you don't even hear his name anymore, but like. Look at look at Justice Sheffield, right? We were dying to see this guy. Yeah, they brought him up at the end of the year and we got to see a little bit of him, but they didn't want him to be exposed throughout this season because I think they had plans to to move this guy. I don't think they were ever that high on him that they sold us on. But now you got guys like Herman. Look at Loisega. Loisega's our number one prospect, correct? I believe he still is, yeah. He's our number one. And yet they're like, oh, uh, you know, he's going down. Uh Paxton's her. Okay, let's call up Loisaga again. It's like no big deal. But if he's your number one prospect and you're trying to protect him, like we always see the Yankees protect guys, you're not bringing him up so easily like that. I think it's because they have long, long plans for him in the future. I would say that it's, you know, very accurate. But if have, they were they thinking have, uh, like, ah, maybe we could get a good piece for Loisaga, they'd be like, nah, we're going to keep him down there. He's not I think ready. it told you a lot about what they felt about Justice Sheffield when Loisaga, who, let's face it, no matter, you know, how, how deep you follow this team, you really didn't know a lot about him last year. And he was, we didn't even was, know how to say his name. And he was up here making starts while, you know, Justice Sheffield was collecting dust and filming scenes for Homegrown. Yeah. We didn't even know how to say his name. Bring up Justice Sheffield did get called up. Can you bring up his stats real quick? I want to. See, I don't think he he's fair, he's fared well so far. 
Well, we brought him up a couple weeks ago. You mentioned he wasn't doing well. Was that minor leagues? Yeah, it was minor leagues. He's he's pitched in one game, three innings, and he allowed two runs with four walks. So there you go. He just still has command issues. I don't know if they sent him back down afterwards, but that's basically. I don't know. That's uh, that's that I was think that his- says a lot, though. I think I think I'm onto something when I say that. If the Yankees are up in the air of if this guy is a true, true factor to this team in the future, they're they might protect him in the minor leagues to keep his value up. Whereas the guy that they're confident they're gonna they're gonna keep around, they're they're a little bit quicker to to call them up and throw them into the fire. Oh, here there's a uh, Ryan's trying to find out if he got sent back down again, yeah, I but I don't I don't there. think he did. But here from uh. From a Seattle perspective, they're saying he might be destined for the bullpen, which that's not why the Yankees acquired him no, in the first place. And not it, at all. And he, and uh, it was a really good move on Brian Cashman's part to trade him, even though, you know, Paxson's on the injured list right now. But correct me if I'm wrong on Domingo Herman. Look up Eric Swanson because he got called up and I think he had a pretty good debut. He was the second piece in that trade. Correct me if I'm wrong with uh, Domingo Herman last year. Putting aside that one inning that would always kill him, even when he was great last year, he wasn't on this level. He's no. on a different level right now. I think he's he might have figured it out. And he, and he looks like he lost 25 pounds somehow from last year. He was he's scary skinny, but he's he he might have figured it out. It's still early. though. I mean, he had one good start there uh, against the Indians. He won. Uh, this is Eric Swanson. He gave up a run. I'll, Two hits over six, but other than that, uh, he hasn't he hasn't pitched well. Uh, two runs in two innings. Ooh, look at his last start. Six runs in uh, four innings. Uh, four runs in in uh, five and two thirds. So, you know, it's like this guy was in that Paxton trade. Yeah, he was the second piece. Oh, everyone flipped out about it. Loser. Everyone flipped out about it, like they knew who he actually was. I knew who Eric Swanson was, but I wasn't upset over losing him. Is it Dansby's bro? Dansby Swanson? Never heard of him. Isn't that the guy in the Braves? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Second base? Rock. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. So, uh, since we're talking about the guys that got traded for him, let's bring up James Paxton here, who landed himself on the injured list. You know, not really surprising given this guy's history. You were hoping that this would be the year that he shed that. Uh, moniker of being injury prone, but you know, luckily again, it's it never seems to be anything arm related with him. You knew so, just watching the game on Friday, you knew there was something wrong with him. He couldn't locate for shit. Yeah, the weather doesn't help. It, it was slick that day, Friday or no? Uh, it was a little slick. I think all weekend. I don't really remember. I I don't remember I don't the weather. So. I mean, it was only two days ago, but I don't really what remember. The weather doesn't help anyway, because left let's just talk about this environment that we record in. It was so hot last week that I was sweating. And this week I have a sweatshirt on. What, and knee, I'm cold. what knee do you think is more important as a left-handed pitcher? As a left-handed pitcher? Yeah. Uh, the one you're pushing off the rubber or no, the one you're landing on? The one you're landing on for me. So then that's good that it's his left knee. But I'll say this. I'm not a major league pitcher. Right. I'm not someone who has perfect mechanics where I'm you supposed good to, mechanics, where though. you're supposed to drive with your back leg. 
You had good mechanics. When you're, if you, if you pitch correctly and you're a guy who throws 98 miles per hour, that's not coming from your arm. That's coming from when he's Mm -hmm. lifting his front leg, his next motion, and you can slow down any pitcher. The next motion is on their back leg to come down and then push out something that I never had enough strength to do anyway, but for a major league pitcher, maybe it is that, that leg he's pushing off. Maybe that is worse. I don't know. That's a good question. The left knee is because I'm more, I always get twisted with directions. His left knee is his push off. Yes. Correct. Yeah. That's that's why he was having trouble locating because he couldn't get that. Yeah. And then he can't really follow through. See, Really? I would think that he would have location issues with his landing leg. What knee was it for CC? It was his right leg, I believe. Yeah. His landing leg. Mm. Um, No, because if it does, to me, it makes sense because if you can't push off properly, it's different than landing because if landing, the pain is you already throw you already threw the ball. Yeah, but you're favoring it too, which could throw off your throw off your whack a little. But my thing, my point was not just pushing off, but really all of your weight at one point, if you have proper mechanics, is resting on that push off leg. So again. I don't know. He he's putting a lot of pressure on that knee to get that ball to 97, 98 miles per hour. It's probably worse actually the push off leg. Uh, and then you wonder how much it was. I mean, he said he was dealing with it for past couple starts and this started was like really an issue for him. You wonder how, how it was affected by having to throw those extra pitches when Glaber Torres booted the uh, double play ball. Yeah. And uh, Putting that all aside, here's what frustrates me. Is Paxton telling people that his knee is, is bothering him during those previous starts? Or is it being worked on? Is it being looked at to not get to this point where now he's not even picking up a baseball for five to seven days? I don't know. I mean, that fire the training staff. Right? I just feel like something could be prevented. No, no, I'm talking. This is more on Paxton. I'm saying. Is he being vocal that his knee is bothering him? I, no, Boone said that he knew about it. Then I'm sorry. Just something, something should be done before it gets to the point where this guy's coming out of the game in the third inning. So the minute these guys feel even the slightest little thing, you want to shut them down? No, because that's that's basically what you're saying. If you want to get to, if you want to avoid getting to this point, because these guys are going to be even this early in the season, guys are going to have nicks, pain, scrapes, whatever. Are you supposed to go through it or the minute that you feel something skip? I got this. It's it's like a one out of a 10, but I got this. And then what are you, what are you supposed to do? No. Shut the guy down. You need to listen to the player. He's feeling discomfort or pain. Then on his days where he's throwing, you know, doing groundwork, whatever, see what's going on, figure out, try and diagnose what is happening in his knee, and then evaluate if a major league baseball player who throws 98, who pitches a hundred and something pitches a game should really be going out there. The Did next anything start. look like anything was wrong with him before the start? No. Okay. So, but and I, then if you're Aaron Boone... You're not a doctor. Your your training staff tells you he's okay. The pitchers doesn't seem to think think it's that big of a deal. So what are you supposed to do as Aaron Boone? Not start the guy? I'm just saying, let's try and figure out what's going on with his knee and see if it's something that isn't going to be an overreaction on your part to him being injured right now. I'm sorry, but if you if you showed up to to Yankee camp and said my arm hurts, 
aren't they going to try and figure out what it is? And if you keep throwing, if it's going to affect you or if it's something that you can work so through. So fire the training staff then. Maybe. Because that's if he's uh, telling them that his knee is bothering him, and then the next start he comes out and then can't even walk or can't even pitch anymore, that's a problem. Well, if he had this thing for two or three starts and it didn't really affect his pitching for but two or three, but it was bothering him. So that's what I'm so telling. Figure out what it is. Figure out what it is. This is what I'm trying to explain to you. Then the minute that anybody feels anything, you have to shut them down. Then no, you have yes, to properly evaluate then, what's happening. So can something get worse over time? Yes. So, so is if that, they knew what was the diagnosis of his inflammation, right? Inflammation of what? His knee. Oh, the bone, the the cartilage in the knee, or whatever it is, yeah. or was it a tendon? Oh, it was. Uh, what is it? What What's the official diagnosis? It, it, they said he was. He had inflammation in his yeah, knee. Soreness. Soreness. You know what inflammation is? You ever yes. have inflammation? Absolutely. Okay. So you that's ever what naproxen. It's an anti-inflammatory. I never heard of it because I'm dumb and stupid. Right. So if it's something that can get this bad where he can't even get through the third inning and now he's on the the IL, DL, whatever the hell you want to call it. I'm sorry. It should have been evaluated better. And how do you know it wasn't evaluated better? Because he's on the injured list now. It could be at one, 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 and then if all it of a sudden jump to a nine. Knee inflammation. If it was inflammation of a tendon that they felt needed time to heal, then they days. should have shut it's him down starts. when he was st- when he started feeling it. All right. So, do you think that that's what it was? You think that they haphazardly sent James Paxton out there? Ooh. Maybe. I don't think so. I, I think that's... Well, they knew he was having issues in his knee, in his push-off knee. And now he's on the injured list. So that's where we're going to go with this. Then the second you feel anything, the second you feel it, your arm falls asleep. That's it. You're on the injured list. No. You laid the wrong way. No, could, you know what you do? Oh, your arm's bothering you? Oh, it's just, what? it's just your arm asleep. You're fine. You can go back out there. You'll be okay. It just kind of got to the point where I was feeling it every pitch. Other starts, I wasn't feeling on every pitch. I was able to work through it a bit better. If it's something, if if Aaron Judge came off the field and said, oh, my, my arm's bothering me, and Steve Donahue looks at it and says, oh, you just hit your funny bone, you're good. I evaluated it. I checked you out. You're fine. That's one thing. But if Aaron Judge comes off the field and says, oh, I'm feeling something in my shoulder. If, oh, you have a little inflammation in your rotator cuff, whatever. Maybe we should shut you down for a couple days and see if it the inflammation goes away. You really shouldn't go back out there and be. Th- or would so you, you don't think they you don't think they monitor him through his starts through his bullpen his side they work? They clearly didn't see this as something that could get to this he point. Didn't, well, he wasn't even in that much pain. It says it right there. He was able to work through it. These guys are always so. This is what I'm telling you. Every little thing you, nope. oh, I cut my fingernail the wrong Every way. little thing you I, should I got, evaluate. I got yes. a little blood here. I L. I L. Right no, away. Don't, you're not listening to me. I understand yeah. what you're saying, yeah. but if the, you got it, if the guy, if the guy's getting a clean bill where it's just a little thing and he can work through it, then. But why is he getting a clean bill? Because he clearly couldn't work through it. He worked through it for three starts. And what happened on the fourth? Well, now, now Maybe we're at a point. it should have been something that he sh- shouldn't have been working through. Should have let it heal properly. No more inflammation of the knee. And he wouldn't be where he is now. 
So guys can never. We have a big enough issue in this with people thinking baseball players are soft and they can't tolerate pain. So now the second that they even feel the slightest little thing, we got to shut them down now. No. Yes, that's what you're saying. No, I'm not. I'm saying to evaluate it. We'll move on now. I'm saying to evaluate it. All right, so they didn't evaluate they it. They didn't evaluate it properly. Okay. If they did, he wouldn't have been pitching and he wouldn't be on the IL right now. All right, you're the medical doctor. I forgot about that. So we can uh, we can uh, we can move on from that. I'm right and you're wrong. <laughs> it's not that simple. Ryan's just being quiet. I'm staying out of this one. Oh, James, it's just a little fluid in your knee. We don't have to shut you down. Let's drain your knee. And you'll be fine by the by the next time you start. Oh, James, it's inflammation in something in your knee. Maybe we should make sure this heals properly. So, what do you think? You they're, honestly, there. before I lose my mind, what do you think they're doing when he comes to them with this? What do you think they're doing? Sucking on a lollipop? Maybe at this point, maybe. So, fire the training staff. Maybe you should. Okay. Okay. Bring in Doctor Nick Riviera. Maybe. Why don't you go do it? Maybe I will. <laughs> I'd be phenomenal. Yeah. Right. Be like, oh, it's James Paxton. Have even, your autograph. Shut down. Shut shut down. Uh, no, Chris, you could actually Don't go to the uh, MLB shop we have here and spend a hundred dollars, and you might get my autograph. Uh, I parted my hair the wrong way. Now I got you know. Sometimes when you part your hair the wrong way, it gets a little. It hurts a little. It bit. hurts a little bit. Well, if you guys would actually uh, listen to what uh, I'm saying, shut it, shut down. So, Three weeks on the IL. If you would actually listen to it, then you'd understand. But I guess it's something that's beyond your scalp intellectual scalp soreness. Uh, <laughs> intellectual comprehension. Oh, uh, yeah, two. I just can't comprehend your intellect. See, when he wants to prove that he's smart, he'll back up two big words. Not even big words, medium-sized words together, so it'll make him sound smarter. <laughs> you than could you say were. they were big words. You could, you could have complimented me there. I mean, really, if you're if at thirty years old, if you think intellectual is a big word, <laughs> you got bigger problems than that. I'm not a good. I'm not. I'm not a good reader. I don't read that well. <laughs> I don't. I don't do the reading. Me no read. Uh, what do we say? Oh yeah, Sevy. Uh, well, Pac. This is Cashman was on MLB Radio. He said it shouldn't. He said maximum three weeks for Paxton, but Paxton's not going to pick up a ball for a week. So. He's on MLB Radio. Yeah, is, this, is this Aaron Judge maximum time, or is this legit? If anything, you really want to get on the Yankees is about it's these it's these timetables that uh they give. That's why they've been a lot very vague with certain things. You want to know why they have inaccurate timetables? Because they're not being given the proper information. All right. So fire everybody. Just fire everybody. Okay. Can we just do that? Because then when the next set of people come in and the same stuff keeps happening. Yeah. You don't know that. You fired. <laughs> you don't know that that would happen. All I'm saying is that if with all the money the Yankees spend on analytics and everything else that they do. Oh right. That right. They're, they're cutting corners with the medical staff. No, you don't hire and pay someone and, tax, think, and think they're shitty training staff, but maybe, maybe they're just not up to par. The team surgeon's like a world-renowned surgeon. He like <laughs> operates on like the aren't the they king f- of sponsored England? Sponsored by Montefiore too. But no, yeah, but that's enough. true. But they're a bunch of but everybody is just best. like a bunch of dummies over the there. Best <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, All right, so. Pax is not going to pick up a ball for a week. He should be out three weeks. Uh, even before they gave the timetable, if he's going to, I was saying to myself, if he's going to miss a start, just put him on the IL anyway, which now probably miss about two or three starts. Fine, whatever. 
Now Severino out until at least the all-star break. Is he pitching this year? No. I don't think so. I don't. I really don't. Do you want to do you want I, I should correct myself. I do, but we might not see him until late August, September. They should be getting Montgomery back. Herman looks like he could be a decent pitcher this year. Loisga could step up. I think the only way we see Severino really this year is if the pitching just completely falls yeah, off and they you need know him. I'm sorry. They need him. Even I'm, they need him. They need if, if they need him. him. They need him to come back strong. Know, they, they need they him. The second best record. No, in, they need in, him in the to American take them League. through. I don't think they really need him, guys. I don't think I, I think you're overrating the, no. the no, because level that you think no. he is. If they're, up it, to right I now. think even if you're going to get him through, if you can get him healthy even in September, and they, this team wants to win a World Series, they have they need Luis Severino. So they can't ball. win a World Series. You guys think without him? They I need think it would. Him. I think, I think I they think need. Would, you're saying need? No, they can. I guess okay, without well, him, they don't really need him. They, yeah. They uh, I don't, I honestly don't know. It'll be harder. Sure. He throws 98 miles per hour. No, bro. Because here's, here's the problem. If you can tell me what's, tell me if you would feel a lot better about yourself. If you had a healthy ace level, Luis Severino, I'd feel a lot better. I don't think we need him. There's a difference. Would I feel better with him? Hell yeah. He's a great. I'm not going to sit here and say they need him because if he doesn't pitch this year, then my hopes and dreams are shattered. Because I think this team is totally capable of winning it all without but him. Can I say this? With and him, yeah, tell they me are if, a better team. Definitely. Tell me if I'm if you think I'm right here or if I'm over exaggerating. I think you're wrong anyway. Yeah, but you're definitely wrong. If Jordan Montgomery is like, if he's brought back up to be an integral part of this pitching staff, that that's a problem. Like something's wrong. Because with Herman, if Herman's going to pitch this way. If Paxton comes back healthy, mm-hmm. if CC's pitching, you know, whether it be five innings a day, six, whatever, every time out, and he's pitching well, where does Jordan Montgomery fit in to this team? Maybe not this year, but I'm sure that. No, I'm talking been. this year only. I think if the a, Yankees need yeah, maybe you're Jordan right. Montgomery, Montgomery to come. It's an issue. If they need him to come back this year, yes, it's an issue. Right. I didn't know if That's I was fair. being out of line at that point. And it's not fair to Montgomery because he's been pretty good. No, yeah, that has nothing really to do with him. And you got Loisaga. You tell me uh, Montgomery's going to... Right. I think they would keep Loisaga ahead of Montgomery. No, maybe in that instance. At this point, bro, at this point, they would because they're just going to Loisaga every time someone falls out of this rotation. now, Now they don't... I mean, who else would step up? Right. If you, but if you gave them Montgomery as an option instead of Loisica, if you need somebody to step in at that point, maybe then like, they would change. I just feel like something would have to be really, really wrong beyond what it already is for Montgomery to have to be brought back up and to be put into this rotation. I really yeah, I think know. that would be an issue. I'm sure it'll all work itself out. All right. Speaking of work itself out, Jay Happ had another miserable start uh, yesterday, Saturday. Uh, he got porched a couple of times. It, Almost got porched. How about that Cameron Maven? Play? Oh, my God. I was a little, I was delayed on the game because I was out Saturday afternoon. And then I came home and then I watched him miss the one and I tweeted, um, you know, Aaron Judge robs. He, Aaron Judge probably robs <laughs> that ball, the one that he missed. I didn't see the one he missed. And then I was on Twitter like a dumbass knowing that I was behind on the game and so the score was. So I just went to live anyway. And he missed it. And then I 
went, it was right there. Like right at that second, he made that play. And I, then I put out a tweet. I was like, redemption. It's so funny that you just said that you just mentioned a play that you thought judge would have made. My next point to the Cameron Mabin thing was, and you, we all know how much we love judge defensively on this show. I don't think judge makes that play. The one Mabin made. Yeah. I know judge is tall, but I don't think he gets up that high. The way Cameron Mabin did, yeah, that was and different that than ball. the ones that I've seen Judge Rob. I don't know if don't Judge know if he needs to get up that high because he's taller. But that's my thing. He might not have been even able with to get there, even with his height. I don't think he gets to that ball. All right, so he's a bum now. No, okay. no, I'm just no, saying. That was just, that it's was funny. Just though. It was a great nice play. play. It's funny that, but the I one that maybe okay. missed Judge makes. Okay. That's yeah. funny. I didn't see yeah. that. I didn't. Okay. I didn't see that play. I didn't even know there was another one. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe get it. Yeah, maybe, maybe, and. Uh, so are you worried about Hap? Not worried about Hap yet because he's got stupid guy splits right now where he's phenomenal on the road and terrible at Yankee Stadium. I'll tell you why I'm not worried about Hap because up until this injury now, Paxton had been pitching really well. Herman's been stepping up. CeCe's been pitching well. Tanaka's hit or miss. Hopefully he gets back on track. Hap really hasn't been that much of a factor. Well, he needs to be now. Now he needs to be. So now maybe I will start worrying about him. But up until this point, I really haven't. I've, I think he has time to work it out and to be the guy that they thought they were getting. Well, the problem with Pax uh, Hap is that he's a fly ball pitcher in a ballpark that yields cheap home runs. So, you know, even, you know, and this is what I don't like. You know, we, I love Aaron Boone, but I don't like when he makes excuses for guy, for when his guys give up home runs. Well, you know, that home run, that home run, he was like, those aren't home runs anywhere else. Well, you know what? They're home runs here. He said that? Yeah. That's not cool. Like because they're home run, they're home runs here because we're, we sit here and fight people and you don't, and you like it when your guys get those cheap right. home runs. We so you s- can't turn around and say that, well, you know, I don't think he pitched that poorly. He got porched. You know, that's not a home run in 29 other ballparks, but you know what? It's a ball, it's a home run here. So yeah, I don't, I don't you, really if want you're going to take the credit when you're hitting the home runs. You got to also, you got to also take it away when, when your guys are giving up the cheap home runs. That's this ballpark. End of story. He's got to. It is a home run here, and that's it. He's got to. He's got to figure out a way. I know he's not a ground ball pitcher. You know, maybe last year he's got to figure out. You know, last year we didn't really think he was that much of a strikeout pitcher, and he came out and he had a bunch of really big strikeout total games. If he's got to figure out how he can get back to that and maybe strike out more guys, even if that means that he's going to pitch less innings, I'd rather have uh, more quality than quantity. yeah, yeah, quality and quantity and you know in what? terms of innings now. Here's what, here's another reason why that kind of bothers me, what Boone said. You have a bunch of guys in your lineup when they're healthy who are built for this stadium for a reason where you you try and adapt to the ballpark. You're playing 81 games, and same thing goes for, for the pitchers. You got to know your ballpark, and you got to know, know why he said it, but uh, it didn't sit well with me. No, I understand it too, but I just I wouldn't have said it if I was him. I wouldn't have worded it that way. Yeah. You You could have said something like, look, I'm not that concerned because we know how short the porch is out there. And a lot of times more than not, if we're on the road, that's not a home run, but at home it is. And, and he's got to know how to pitch to this stadium, but to say he got, you know, he got porched on a couple and they wouldn't have been home runs anywhere else. 
That's not cool. Yeah, he hasn't given up more than two runs on the road, and he hasn't given up less than three runs at home. Leave. Reading that correctly. Uh, Maybe that top start. Oh, another four runs at home. Yeah, so much better on the road so far. I don't know. Again, it's so early with him. You know, his his numbers in Toronto, they weren't, I didn't want to touch him because his numbers in Toronto were very pedestrian. Even the the start he made right before he came to the Yankees last year, he got shelled. I think Hap at his age is a prime example of a pitcher who really finds it when the weather starts warming up in midsummer. And he's a guy you can really rely upon. Yeah. So his numbers were really pedestrian, like coming, leading into the trade. And, you know, and then he came over here and he pitched phenomenally. So maybe when it gets warmer out, we can expect more out of Hap. But we need more out of Hap now because now, you know, you're down another guy. Yeah. I mean, now you're relying on him in a different way. But the Yankees will be getting somebody returning to the lineup. Uh uh, today you'll be listening Monday and got a player back Saturday. So we'll dive into how that breaks down with the offense right as soon as we hear from our sponsor. Let's hear from baseballism.com. Make sure you no longer use promo code NYYST. Please now use NYYST15 to save 15% off your entire order. Check out all their accessories, their t-shirts, top to bottom, men, women, kids, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Head over to baseballism.com, MIYST15, and we'll be back after this. Within a game, a bond is made. He teaches his boy a game he played. Two gloves, one ball, a day at the park, and the two play catch until it gets dark. And his boy does better than he thought he would. So the two played catch as long as they could. The boy and his friends, they play in the streets. Tennis shoes and cans, no bases, no cleats. They hit home runs and they turn double plays. One great catch, and he's Willie Mays. But the sun starts to set in the old neighborhood, and they played in the streets as long as they could. The boy goes to school and plays for his team. He develops his craft and follows his dream. He has moments of glory, and he has moments of shame. But they shape his life, and they make his name. But he begins to get old, and it's understood. The boy played the game as long as he could. The boy now a man, he has a son of his own, and he teaches his son a game he was shown. His son's first game, he sits in the stands. He yells out instruction! But it's not in his hands. And being late for the meeting was not in the plans. But a cheer for his son as long as he can. This is America's brand. This is baseballism. Do you believe in baseball? All right, we're back here on episode 116 of the NYYST podcast. Go to baseballism.com, use the code NYYST15 for 15% off your order. Uh, Saturday afternoon, we saw the return of Miguel Andujar to the lineup. Miggy. uh, Which was nice, you know. Started seeing the ball a little better today now. I thought through the past two games, the two games that he's been back, he's been... Decent offensively, uh, but yesterday's game, Saturday's game, he looked like he was wearing a blindfold out there at times on thir- in third Terrible base. Play. It's really tough, though. It's tough because he's put so much effort into a part of his game that he's been be- you know below average on, and then to get set back like that, 
and just to work to get back onto the field. I never thought we were going to see him again this year. Well, the first error was uh, he didn't get his glove down, ball scooted under him, you know. Okay. Then the second one, I don't know. He, I don't know. What, he was that trying was to throw a the total ball. total mental thing. I, his, I, he made up his mind at the last second that he was going to throw to second, and then he, he just If you it. saw where he was facing, he threw the ball. He threw the ball exactly where you would expect the yeah, ball to go. I thought the same yeah, thing. Yeah, but... He My, had no, he had, didn't turn his body. He had no footwork on it. It's just. He, yeah, very, very bad. My point is this, though. When you go to the gym consistently, right, for five, six months, and then, you know, you hurt your back or something, you're rehabbing your back. When you get back to the gym, you need to work back up to where you were. And it's frustrating for you, no? that you've worked so hard, then you got to set Yeah, back. I understand that. That's the same thing with him, that this guy did nothing every single day but work on his defense, and then all of a sudden he was working on rehabbing his shoulder and then thrown right back into it. It's a setback for someone who who that's a weakness for. I get that. But this is a guy that had his flaws defensively, was benched in a, a, dis, a decisive game in the playoffs last year oh, because that was, of his defense. That wasn't because of his defense. You didn't know? No, I, because uh, he yeah, want, they wanted Neil Walker's Boone wanted bat, Neil yeah, Walker's right. back. Okay, uh, and you know that's why this guy. You know this was the big knock on this guy, and we didn't get to see anything. I mean, what did he play three games before he got hurt? We didn't get to see if he really improved offensively, right. and he comes back his first game back. It, you know, it's like uh, it's like uh, bad news bears out there with him. Yeah. And now the fans have a taste for, you know, they have a taste for blood because now Gio Rochelle is here and Gio Rochelle has done everything superior defensively. He is. He is. And he's done and he's hit well too. So now the fans are like, well, Miguel Andujar can't field his position for shit. And, you know, we got Gio Rochelle here who, who's a, you know, he could, I mean, if he played 140 games out there, he could win a gold glove. A lot of Yankee fans have just become like these defensive. Uh, I don't even know the word I'm looking for, but it's like, it's like Gary Sanchez could hit four million home runs, and they're like, "But the pass balls, we got it. We need someone else to start." I saw someone on a Facebook group that I'm on a Yankee Facebook group, legitimately, and this was after Sanchez's uh, 20 home runs this weekend. He posts, honestly, guys, do you think Gary Sanchez should be the starting catcher or Austin Romine? Because Gary really can't be the DH anymore because of Stanton coming back. I'm like, are you are you kidding me? Seriously, that people still think this, like that this guy can never just do enough to just let it go. He's he's he and you know Andujar's going to get ripped until he's until he's perfect out there. Was that Andujar's base hit today where Voit went first to third? That was Sanchez went first to third. Which Sanchez, I was third. I was I like, was wow, like, he's feeling that was an awesome. He's well, awesome he looks base a lot running. thinner. I was like, he's feeling spry out there. Yeah, Guy going awesome. first to third, and too Definitely bad they too bad they couldn't running. bring him in. But yeah, yeah, I like that play though. That was nice. No, yeah, I yeah. like seeing that. So you know, I think for the time being, until Stan gets back, you know the best Yankee lineup is Urshela at third and Andujar at DH. But when mm-hmm. this team is completely healthy, and God only knows when that will happen, but you know it will happen this year. You know, Miguel Andujar has got to play third base. Yeah, but mm-hmm. you're almost contradicting yourself. And we've talked about this. A guy who's weak defensively at third. Now you want to throw him in the DH 
up until a certain point in the season when guys get healthy, you're making them even more stale at third base. So you know what? Go it's a take, problem. You take infield before the game. Yeah. Drill, drill, it's drill, not the drill. Same. I know drill, it's not, drill. but drill, 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 drill. Drill, drill, drill. It's not the same. I understand that, but drill, 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 drill. Do it. Work. Yeah. It's just, it's still going to set him back. So what is he, you know, when he's working on his infield with, who do you work with? Adrian, was that Adrian Beltre who's working yeah, with in the offseason? No, season? it was, uh, was it Beltre? Yeah. Was it him? I thought Beltron worked with him a lot in the offseason. Why would Beltron and, work with an infielder? Beltron once the once uh spring training started. No, but he was with working with somebody in the off before they reported sure to camp. Right? Yeah. Yeah, Adrian Beltre. You know, what are they doing? They're drilling. They're not, you know, it's it's not game situation. Why do they get Miggy with the weirdest? If you go if you Google Miguel Andujar, they get him with the weirdest faces. Every picture. So how do you take uh, how do you take our show out of the lineup right you, now? Well, you know, and Boone said he could play other other positions. Second but then, base, I oh, think. You taking DJ LeMayu out of the lineup? No. You can take Gleyber Torres out of the lineup. How do we You're have these issues? Void out of the how do we have these problems with so many guys injured? How do we have these these problems cool. that there's too many good players still? Well, it's because one of them came out of nowhere and stepped up and become a good player. You weren't expecting this out of Gio Rochella. No, yeah. I I mean I always knew defensively he was he was really good. Yeah, but he's playing out of his but head. But to to be that good defensively and to also play the way he has at the plate. That's why he should be playing because he's hitting the ball because mm-hmm. if Gio Rochella was, you know, Gio Rochella but still, you know, you know, a poor offensive player, good defensive player then there you really don't have an argument. But, but would you rather would you rather sacrifice the defense right now? And give Miguel Andujar the work for when these games in the midsummer to getting closer to October, where he's more. No, because in the form. I need to put my best nine out there. Right. Okay. He's in three thirty-eight right now, Arshella. I I agree with that. You know, that's fair. Who's your best nine? Is Gio Rochelle one of your best nine right now? Right now, yes. yes. Okay, so then he has to play, and then that means Miguel Andujar is a DH most of the time. Then he has to DH uh-huh. most of the time. I, that's fair. Plus, you're giving his arm a little extra time to. To heal too. Boone didn't seem to think that he was being hesitant out there on Saturday, but to me, I don't know. It seemed like he wasn't what throwing wise. Yeah, I don't know. To me, uh, oh, it's always going to be in the back of your mind until you've done it enough where you know you're not going to get that pain back. It's got to be in the back of his mind, especially the rotator cuff. Man, that is the worst injury. You literally just feel like your arm is hanging on a thread when you hurt your labrum like that. There was a, there was one play in particular in Saturday's game where he took a you know a sidestep towards first on the, when he was going to make the throw, and I think that he took an extra just an extra step to shorten the throw. It looked like to me that that was in his mind to take one more step to shorten yeah, the throw. And we we all know he's a little bit of a mental. Uh, bit of a mind mind case mental case what's the word i'm looking for head man? case head case what is head case at third base and now to throw this injury on top of it it's probably it's probably not a good We're formula are stupid now his yeah, mental problem uh so and now clint frazier is going to be coming back soon or what oh, well, very good ryan very good a good segue there? No, but any I'll take it. Uh unless you want to talk about Miguel Andujar anymore. No, I think we've gotten, you know, everything and out it that won't we need be to. Talkman that is uh 
being sent down, huh? Yeah. What do we, we got a parrot in here? <laughs> Did we say that already? Yes. We talked. No, about that? we didn't. Not on the show, but yeah, I when I'm, I was going, when we were going over the, the pre-show notes. Uh, after the game got called today and Boone was doing his, his post game, uh, he did say that even though they wanted Frazier to play two rehab games, he got pulled from the game today because they were playing in, in Pennsylvania, which, you know, there's similar weather to what we were dealing with today. They didn't want to risk. Yeah, which was fine. I had no problem with that. But then I thought that maybe they, because in that same interview that Cashman gave, he said either Monday or Tuesday. So I thought maybe they'd want Frazier to play one more game and then call him up Tuesday. But he's, Boone said, no, it'll be Monday. He's going to be activated. They haven't made a corresponding move yet, but somebody asked him if it would be Mike Talkman, who had a big hit in this game today, a two-run home run. Um, he said it won't be Talkman. And to me, even though I've been down on Mike Talkman because he's he's Mike Talkman, uh, it makes sense right now. I it, think we just have to live with Mike Talkman for who he is. He's going to give you his big hits, I guess, here and there. And, and when he's bad, he's going to be... He's got 11 be, RBI. He's four he's home going runs. To be so, I mean, it's not like he has no production, but... No, he's he's had some really big hits at some big yeah, times. Yeah, I think he was like four for his last 45. So who's the move? Home run. Probably going to be Estrada. Yeah, you haven't seen him play in probably just, a week now. Yeah, but I also think they, they want him down. I yeah, don't think no. they want him up here. No. For him to be up here... It had to take all these injuries. They want him down yeah. there. He He's, was literally the last position player on the 40-man roster. He was. He was. Huh. Uh, even though Frazier's coming back, he, and I did tweet, I hope an outfielder comes back soon so we don't see any more of Mike Talkman. It does make sense because who are your healthy outfielders right now? Brett Gardner, Cameron Mabin, Mike Talkman, and now Clint Frazier. So now you have four actual outfielders, whereas opposed to if you had to spell somebody out there, it'd be like, Tyler Wade or Tyro Estrada, which you really don't want to do. Do you know what frustrates me to no end? Wasn't Stanton like supposed to be with the team in Arizona and he was like on the brink of coming back? No, he was never on the brink of coming back. I thought they were going to activate him. Who told you or that? Or he was going to be with the team. But they he decide, wasn't even with the team. They did say that, but then he, was he supposed decided to be with, he was just going to stay Yeah, because it was, only two, it was only two games to make him do the extra flying. They said, forget it. So when is... He's with we have the a team now. No. He's going to... Actually, he's going to take BP on the field this week. So another four weeks. Maybe maybe two years. Maybe maybe never. And Jacoby Ellsbury Stink is still on this team because you know when you're up in the 300 level and they have... They have the pictures of the players yeah. on the pillars there. They still have him up there? Yeah. You should have brought a Sharpie today. Cross his ass out. Yeah, cross it out. Um. So, yeah, I have no problem with Mike Talkman being there uh, right now. Um, and I've seen people, and this is what I wanted to bring up too while we're at it, is I've seen people getting on Clint Frazier, uh, not Clint Frazier, Brett Gardner in the last couple of days. Look, Here's what I'm going to say about Brett Gardner. Him and CeCe Sabathia were both brought here for the same exact thing. They were brought here to be veteran leadership, to have key but minor roles on this team. CeCe was supposed to be here to be your fifth starter, right? Which isn't necessarily a minor thing, but not to be counted on to give you big innings, which now he is because of injury. I don't fully agree with that anymore. What? I mean, still, I don't only because Domingo Herman's been so good. If Paxton just went down and Domingo Herman was shit, 
I'd say you would need much more on a CC. You still, no, I you, still think he's okay with the five innings and a few runs. No, but yes, you still need you still need those great five innings out of CC. But again, what is he's your third star? What is he your third starter now? Maybe, maybe you know, you want to bump him ahead of Tanaka right now? No, no, you can't. But you know. When we put this team together, when this team was put together, you thought anything you got out of CC was gravy. Now it's a, it's essential. You need it. And we said that can't happen this year. And, but it did. But it did. So the same thing with Brett Gardner. Brett Gardner was only supposed to be a fourth outfielder. Brett Gardner was only supposed to hold down uh, left field until they deemed that Clint Frazier was ready. And now what happened? Brett Gardner's your starting center fielder. And look, to Gardy's to Gardy's credit here and, and fairness to him, he has had some big hits for this team in, in the early going. He has he has contributed in a big way in some moments. Just in the same breath, he's also been really shitty in some moments. You know, it's like when Bart Scott said the other day on, on his show, it's like the Yankees need to address it was after the, we probably mentioned it in the last yeah, episode. No, we didn't, was, I don't think. Because it was after the Arizona game where he, he popped up or something with the bases loaded. The Yankees need to address Brett. What are you going to address? They have nobody else to play. Oh, and also over the next uh, seven games, any Yankee fans out there, they don't even have to watch the games. Because you know they're going to lose. Because Bart said they were going to Scott win said two they were going to go 10. two and eight. They got their two wins in, so yeah. we know they're just going to lose the rest now. So, I mean, this is what we fe- we knew was probably going to happen with Brett Gardner. You didn't want him to play every day. But again, because of the injury situation, he has to. So how are you going to rip on Brett Gardner? What, do you, what are your alternatives right now? There isn't any. I th- I still think you could be frustrated with the guy, but but what are you going to do? There's nothing. Um, the Yankees need to sit down Brett Gardner for what? Who's you, so you want an outfielder? Cameron Maben, Tyler Wade, and Mike Talkman? You know what bothers me? Is that going to excite you? No. Would you? Wouldn't you rather have Brett Gardner yes. out there? You know what bothers me? It's not on an individual player level. The players. The players. It's not on a. It's not on an individual level. It's the fact that you just, this season is pretty much a Hail Mary right now. That, can you agree that if these injuries continue, where we get a guy back, another big guy goes down? They won't make the playoffs. Hold on. And they make the playoffs and not only make the playoffs, but win the World Series. That it'll be the most impressive World Series win by any team. I think you're drunk. Why? That if you they're going to continue this, to suffer with injuries like this and big guys are going to be out and they're going to win the World Series? I'm not saying all their guys out at one time. I'm saying that this could have been a big setback for this team and it hasn't been. No, it hasn't been. And they're starting to get guys back. But if it's going to continue to be this bad luck process where I'm not saying all th- 13, 14 guys are on the IL, but you're missing big guys all year here and there, that if they do still win a championship at this point, it's really on a different level. Here's what I need to see by June 1st. I need to see everybody in this lineup back except for Didi Gregorius and Luis Severino and maybe even Aaron Judge. If all those guys are back and then that's the end of it, then they'll be fine. But if this thing, if this continues to linger where every time somebody else, you get one guy back, another guy goes down, you can't sustain this for much longer. 
Yeah. I mean, you saw it in Arizona. It scared you. Like I said, it was only two games, but it did scare you that this was going to be the true path this team took. And then, you know, the twins come to town. So you can't really evaluate it too much either because the twins just can't win in New York, but we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. It's at least we're starting to get good news. The good news is starting to outweigh the bad news. Yeah, Hicks Hicks should be going on a rehab assignment this week, so hopefully he's not too far behind. Um, I don't know if this is a complete pipe dream or not, but the Yankees said there's a possibility where Didi could start a rehab in two weeks. Really? Which means that I would would think that he'd be back by June 1st if he's going to do a rehab in two weeks. Even if they want him to play seven to ten games, which is kind of a hefty rehab, and, but understandable. And I'm not saying you don't want Didi back as soon as he's possibly feeling healthy, but he's not even a guy you have to rush right now because of the production you're getting uh, from guys like Urshela, DJ LeMayhew, and everyone. So for him to be taking a rehab that quick, he's got to be feeling pretty good. Yeah, somebody saw Greg Bird yesterday walking on. Uh, it might have been Brian Hoke tweeted on it. Crutches? No, he's out of the walking boot, so I'm walking on a treadmill and uh, asked him a timetable for his return. And you know what his response was? No, it doesn't matter, Brian. I have six thousand more chances at this thing. No, I said timetables are pointless, just like his career is. Did he say just like my career is? No, I added that, but he <laughs> said he should have. He, said, he time- said timetables are pointless. Yeah, yeah. You know what else is pointless? Yeah. That's dark, Greg. Him, uh, him, him, even trying to come back. To now he team. was just walking on a treadmill while he said that. I don't know. Just on a I don't know if he was on table. He's walking like that's part of his rehab right now. He's just walking on a treadmill. Right. That's Jesus. good. You know, he's on the. Mill. He's like power walking like you know a what? bunch of grandmothers yeah. in he's the mall right now. He's getting close to Ellsbury status for me. He really is. Yeah, Honestly, a, out of all the guy, guys, just a guy I don't even want to think yeah, about sorry, anymore. Sorry. Out of all the guys that are injured. uh I mean, Troy Tulowitzki and Greg Bird, I mean, they're the really, two guys you care least about. You really about. don't even need them back, to be honest no, with you. No, they're done. They'll never come back. You know, it's funny. Ryan will, Ryan will like this. You know how they do like the in-between inning entertainment where like they'll ask the players like random stuff. Mm-hmm. They asked them who their favorite uh, Game of Thrones character was, right? So all the guys, they're all naming like, What's Khaleesi, Jon Snow. Yeah, yeah, like those Tyrion. people. Yeah, like those people who the I have dragon. no I have no idea who they are, but all they're right. all naming them and then Greg Bird comes on and goes, "Well, I like the dragons." <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. That's I was good. just making a joke. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, it's great. But of course he's got to be the weird one. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Hairless cat guy. All right, so uh the Yankees will be bring up the schedule here Let's see what we uh, got going on. Who's coming to town now? Uh, uh, the Seattle Mariners. Aren't they playing the Mets soon? Uh, not soon enough. The Mariners and then the Rays. Yeah, so probably no midweek pod this week because it's a four-game set and uh, all the games are at night. 6.35. I love those 6.35 starts. And actually, I'm going to the I game. hate them. I'm actually going to the game Thursday night. So like, what, are you, what are they giving it? They're giving you a Duncan card, right? Uh, tomorrow night's game. It's like yeah. comes t- with two bucks. Two or bucks. Something. I'm like, come on. Yeah, that's great. Let's make it $5. You sound like my wife. She was complaining about that today. I mean, come on. Don't even. The card probably costs more than two bucks to make. Don't even make it. But yeah, I'll be. I'm going to the games uh, Thursday night. So uh, that's cool. Um, I don't know. What are the pitching probables? Pitching. Uh, probably CC. Anaka. 
Let's see. We got tomorrow. It's Felix Hernandez versus CC. Win. Tuesday, Gonzalez versus Tanaka. Win. Uh, Kikuchi, huh? The Japanese import. We were just talking yes. about a bunch of Japanese players. Yankees are TBD on Wednesday. Gonna, that could be according Lewisica, to right? according to Aaron Boone. It sounds like it will be Lawizaga. They're not sure if they're going to bring him up for that start, uh, or if they'll just bring him up and and place him in a different part in the. And then uh, Thursday. Excuse me, uh, is Leak versus Hap. So the Yankees won't see either of their two former farmhands unless they come out of the bullpen in this series. Mm. It would have been interesting to see uh, Justice Sheffield take the mound. I would have liked that, especially in New York. So we'll probably be back next Sunday uh, unless Chris... Re- yeah, Following the, following the Rays, Rays game at one. Yeah, the Yankees will be 0-7 at that point because, you know... Yeah. Bart Scott already, you know, told us what was going to happen. Guy, guy knows absolutely nothing about baseball, but... You know, he's also one of these dimwits out there that want, that don't really know if he wants Stan and Judge back because of the strikeouts. I know it's early in the year, but I think this is a really big series against the Rays. I think the Yankees need to make a statement against the Rays this this weekend coming up. It's their first time playing the Rays. Yeah, this year? you know what? Yeah. They got the Rays this weekend, and then the Rays the following weekend at home. Yeah, you know what? Show show them what kind of team they really are. I really I would like it if they went four and two in those in those two series. But if you went three and three, I'd be okay with it. I'd be okay with it, but I want four and two. All right, so uh, we're good. I'm good. All right, so that'll be it for episode one sixteen of uh, the NYY Sports Talk podcast. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Follow our sponsors, Baseballism at Baseballism. It's that guy, Ryan. Thanks, Chris. Say goodbye. Peace.